The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the Roundtable, a look at the news, views, politics, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Welcome into the Roundtable for this Wednesday and something special. We had football, of course, last night from Liberty, but today we're going to be uh, previewing uh, Middle Tennessee basketball, both the men and women. You're going to be hearing from Coach Rick Ensel, Coach Nick McDevitt, and also the Blue Raider Network analyst Kyle Turnham. He'll be here toward the end of the show. But uh, to lead things off, we're going to go ladies first today, and Coach Rick Ensel joins us. And Coach, uh, it has to be an exciting time of year. You guys have been going at it for a little while, and I know that you and the players and everybody chomping at the bit and ready to play somebody with a different color uniform. We are, Chip. Uh, you know, I, I, I said something to our coaches the other day. We're bored right now. I mean, we, we've been going against each other since really June, only four hours a week. But still, uh, we just it's just it gets boring just going against the same ones every day. Um, pretty excited about what we got, though. We got a lot of experience back. We got some young ladies back, good leadership. So, you know, it, we just got to – we got to – Make sure they're ready to go when we play Memphis. I tell you, we, before we dive into uh, the schedule and your roster right now and the current players, I want to uh, kind of talk to you about two of your former players who have uh, been in harm's way over the last 10 days and two young ladies who we've been thinking an awful lot about, and that being Dar Sor and Ksenia Maleshka, because uh, Dar, of course, is from Israel. Ksenia has been playing on the same pro team with Dar there with all of that uh, has been going on there. Have you all – tell me what kind of contact you all have been able to keep up with them. Well, uh, Tom Hodges and Matt – Matt talks to Dora about every day, and Tom Hodges talks to Ksenia about every day, or at least every other day. And uh, the last that I've talked to both of them about uh, Dora and Ksenia, Ksenia's back home now in Belarus. Uh, you know, that's we do know that. She was in uh, Israel, and she had to leave, and uh, felt like the best place to be would go back home. It's probably safer there than it would be in Israel. And then Dora, from what I understand from Matt, is she is in uniform right now. She's not on the front line, but she's loading supplies and expects to be called to the front line. So that's what we know about them. So we'll certainly be keeping both of them and and uh, in in our, our thoughts and in, in, in prayers to make sure that uh, all is well with them. Uh, you've just come in as we record this. You're on your way to media day. As folks hear hear this, uh, it will be completed. But uh, your ball club picked number one with all first place votes preseason in Conference USA, and that is an expectation that. Uh, you, your team, your coaches, and the fans have come to expect, and it's something that, that you wear comfortably, don't you? We do. I mean, you know, being facetious, I'd rather be picked first than being picked on down the line last, you know. So a lot of people say, well, that puts pressure on your team, and that's what we want. We want pressure on our basketball team from the get-go. We put enough pressure on ourselves because we are we know that we're not in a, 
a Power 5 conference where you can maybe play some big games later in the year to up your net ranking. And what we got to do is we got to we got to up our net ranking as high as we can get it before we ever start into conference play. So when we go in to play Memphis and when we go in to play Princeton and and then we go to the Bahamas, we're we're going in with uh, serious business. We're not going in there just to have a good time. We're going in knowing that we've got a great chance to pull off a big win and which will later on hopefully help us get in that large bid just in case that maybe somebody goes down with an ankle or or maybe we don't have a good game that day and get beat in a tournament or something. And we still got a chance to get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, and you've never shot away from a schedule. And opening up at home with Memphis and getting a series going there, I think you're a little familiar with their new head coach. Uh, and then you get into the Bahamas, and there's a lot of opportunities uh, with uh, Power 5 programs, Michigan, DePaul, South Dakota, Arizona, uh, Ole Miss, or you could even play Memphis again in that event. But a lot of chances to up your net ranking in that event. No doubt about it, uh, Chip. I don't know that uh, Alex going into Memphis would have played us. I'll just be honest with you. We had a, we had a, sched- we had a schedule going already with Katrina Merriweather. And uh, Matt and Katrina and Tom and myself and her dad are all close friends. And so when she got the job down there, she signed a, a two-year contract with us. And, of course, we went down and played them last year, and they had to come back. I'm not sure that Alex would have wanted to come in and play the Lady Raiders' first game of her season at, at Memphis. Well, it, it, it's going to happen, but I'm sure she'll get uh, she'll have a lot of friendly folks around her when uh, she and her Memphis club uh, come into town. Of course, the December six matchup in Huntsville, Alabama, with Tennessee has gained a lot of headlines. Kind of give folks an idea how this came about. Well, Matt's been talking to John Harper for the last two or three years, and, and you got to Tennessee is one of those schools where. Their schedule, much like ours is, I mean, Matt's already started on schedule three years down the road. And Tennessee's got one of those situations where their schedule is three, four years down the road. So it was it was pretty well packed. And we couldn't get a game worked out the last couple of years. And I think him and Matt and John Harper and Hodge were all at the Final Four, and they were talking about different things and talking about scheduling. And at that point um, – John said they wanted to work something out. And so when they got back, I think Stanford maybe canceled them and maybe somebody else, Matt called them and uh, laid out a deal for them and said, hey, we'd like to open up with you and uh, we'd like to play y'all in the, in Huntsville in a neutral site. Which And Chris had said something to Matt about getting a team to play down in Huntsville. And so that's, all, that's how that came about. Now, we signed a four-year contract with them. Well, I'm in Huntsville, go back to, to Knoxville next year, then they come back to Murphy Center the year after, and then we go back to Knoxville with the chance for that to, for that to roll over another four years. So it's because of the relationships that, that John Harper and Matt had is the reason it come about. Yeah, and, and and that's how a lot of those things happen, and and I know it, both both sides are going to be excited about that. Now, the team that you're going to put on the floor against Memphis, and uh, and all of these folks, you've got three preseason conference USA uh, selections, including the preseason player of the year in Savannah Wheeler, along with Jalen Gregory, who was the conference tournament MVP, and uh, Courtney Whitson, who's like another coach on the floor, and uh, that is a that's a great nucleus to start with 
Uh, no offense about it. I don't know that we've ever had it as good, really. Uh, you know, you had a year with Alicia coming back, maybe Amber Hope coming back. Um, you had um, with Ebony Rowe coming back. But you got you got um, Courtney and you got Jalen Gregory and you got uh, Savannah Wheeler, which all, if I'm correct, I think all of them were like uh, first team last year, or at least they made the the all-conference team last year. Maybe a couple of them might have been second team. But anyway, you know, Savannah is as good as anybody out there. Um, Courtney Whitson just uh, is amazing. I mean, she just she, she rebounds the heck out of the ball, shoots the heck out of the ball, leads her basketball team, plays defense. And then you go over to Jalen Gregory, which, uh, you know, is absolutely astonishing on how she can shoot the basketball and, and she's become a, a tremendous defensive stopper. Um, you know, you, you talk about somebody that took her game to another level, Jalen Gregory, and I think she proved that last year in the conference finals uh, in the tournament when she was MVP of the tournament. But then you take it another step, uh, 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 Chip, and you got uh, Tamia Scott, which has got as much talent as anybody in our conference, to be honest with you. She made all freshman team last year, but she's playing behind. Jalen Gregory, she was playing behind uh, um, with, uh, Whittington. So, you know, uh, and Whittington was five-year starter, so good gracious, it was it was tough to break into that lineup. Tobias, come on, has done a great, great job. But I'm going to be honest with you, one, probably the most improved player we got on our basketball team is, is Nasia. Right. Uh, she just, I'm telling you, she's just, uh, she don't even look like the same girl. She's dominant inside, rebound the basketball, runs a floor, shoots a three, holds people up, got real physical. We're kind of we're, we're kind of wanting to see where she's going to take this. Take the, I think that she can take this team, you know, uh, two or three games into the tournament, possibly. Yeah, and then you've got uh, your your new uh, a new addition as as far as a post player, Yulia Grabovskaya uh, from from Russia, and she really adds you know another another layer to the onion right there. Uh, she's a big, she's aggressive, she's tall, she's six five, maybe six six, very very aggressive, very very coachable, uh, just just a good. Young lady, you like being around comes comes in and works hard with their with their post skills before we ever practice with Tom Hodges, and then comes in and puts another two and a half hours in practicing. Uh, just just really really a joy to coach. I think it's going to really make a splash this year in our conference. That'll be exciting to watch for sure. Now, speaking of the conference, uh, obviously a new look this year. We. Comings and goings, uh, you know, you've got uh, Liberty coming in. There, to me, they're going to kind of take Rice's place right there as you know, as a challenge for you guys. Uh, you've got Jacksonville State, who we've been very familiar with over the years. Uh, New Mexico State's coming in, Sam Houston. But what's your take on the new look Conference USA? Well, I think if you just look at it, you still got to look at La Tech. Yep. Three-year, well-known basketball programs across the nation. So that's your foundation for the for the conference, right in itself. You bring Liberty in, which brings a lot of experience. Uh, that they've been in the tournament. They know how to win. 
they got three or four young ladies back. And then you bring in Rick Petrie, like you said, then Jody Adams out of New Mexico. Um, uh, you know, this conference, really, we looked at it. I think Tom and Matt ran the numbers on it last year whenever with FAU going out and, and with uh, San Antonio going out. North Texas leaving us, Rice leaving us. We ran the numbers, Tom and Matt did, that we felt like that our league would be stronger with the last year's net rankings with the teams coming in than the teams that we lost. So it's going to be an exciting year. Absolutely, and it all starts on the 27th with an exhibition against UT Southern, uh, and then on the 30th, an exhibition against Cumberland's, uh, University of the Cumberland's out of Kentucky. Real quick, what do you want to see from your team in those two exhibitions getting ready for Memphis? Well, I'd like to see some of our, our people behind the scenes uh, step up and, and make some plays. Uh, we kind of know what our, our, our main core is going to do. Now, they're going to play – but I'd like to see those young ladies that are coming in. It's going to be some playing some backup roles this year. Just see what they're going to do, how they're going to handle things. That's one of the reasons we do our exhibitions like we do them. We got a crowd there. We go this. We go just like we'll do the same thing against UT Southern that we getting ready as we do against Memphis. And uh, I want to see how they react to the to all of that. And just and if if they're scared or if they're more excited about playing than more excited about getting out there and, and do, being part of a team. So a lot of things that I'll be looking for as a head coach. All right. We'll be looking forward to seeing that, and that'll be coming up on October 27th. Rick Ensel joining us, the Lady Raider. And continue our preview of Middle Tennessee basketball here on the Roundtable with Nick McDevitt coming up next here on WGNS. When it comes to your home, memories and sentimental value are priceless. Fair Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other rooms. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Call Fair Construction at 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Hey, it's Scott. When it comes to health, there are numbers that every man needs to know, including our very own testosterone numbers. I recommend going to Low T Center where they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired, grumpy, cause lack of motivation, and drive. It can also raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center. Reinventing Men's Healthcare. It's a slick pig barbecue. Spicy wings and Brunswick stew. Everything made fresh for you at the Slick Pig Barbecue. There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too. Ribs so tender don't need to chew. Well, come on, folks, I'm telling you, it's a Slick Pig Barbecue. In 1920 East Main, you're going to love the pig. The Slick Pig Barbecue. A Murfreesboro tradition. Hey, bargain hunters, listen up. This is Rodney French from French's Shoes and Boots. If bargain prizes is what you want, come to French's and shop our everyday bargain racks. These shoes and boots are out of the boxes and are always 50 to 90% off the regular retail prices. Shoe brands like Kohan, Joseph Seibel, Clarks, Nike, and more. Boot brands like Justin, Ariat, Corral, Chippewa, Dan Post, and many more. Out of the box, but 50 to 90% off every day. That's French's Shoes and Boots. French's Shoes and Boots. 
1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Adams Place has been a wonderful place. I'm Greg Shannon. Our grandkids live in Bradyville, so we wanted to get closer. Greg, what do you like most about Adams Place? Well, the people are amazing, both the staff and, of course, the residents. Everybody we've met so far is just unbelievably nice, just trying to make us feel welcome, you know. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Call Adams Place today, 615-904-9111. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. I've got pesties, buzzing rodents running all through my house. Ants chewing wood and look, there's a mouse. I've overrun with pests, pests, but you're gonna be sure, safe and secure. It's the last rights for those pests. Call the best of the best to get rid of your pests. 893-7111. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. Call us today. 893-7111. WGNS reminds you to shop local. That helps our local economy. And if you live within the city limits of Murfreesboro, the city will pick up those fall leaves if you stack them right there on the street. Or if you want to put them along with yard waste into a bag, they'll pick those up if the bags are biodegradable. And the city of Murfreesboro will do this through January. It's a big weekend ahead. Zombies are at the Laverne Veterans Memorial Park this Saturday. Two until four Saturday afternoon for the younger kids. And the older ones, the fun starts at five. That's all at the Veterans Memorial Park in Laverne, and it is free. And Borough International comes to the Patterson Community Center this Saturday from 11 o'clock in the morning until 3 in the afternoon. Celebrate the many cultures that make up the heart of Tennessee. The admission is free, and so is the parking. That's this Saturday from 11 until 3 at the Patterson Community Center. And it's the last weekend for Smoke on the Mountain at the Springhouse Theater in Smyrna. Those are WGNS Good Neighbor events. Good Neighbor Weather! Sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the low 70s. Southwest winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing cloud cover, low near 52. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE Sharing Change has now donated more than $11 million to local nonprofits, assisting worthy causes in our community. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into the roundtable today. It is our Middle Tennessee basketball preview, and we just heard from Coach Rick Ensel. Now it's time to turn our attention to men's basketball, and Coach Nick McDevitt joins me. And, Nick, this is your busy time of year of making sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. You've already had a scrimmage. You've already had media day, so it's getting close. It is getting really close. Uh, You know, this time of year is – uh, interesting as you're preparing for the season, you know, we've got some returning players uh, that are ready to play against other people. Uh, we've been uh, added, obviously, we had our, our foreign tour to Italy back in August. 
Uh, we have had some chances uh, to get a, a scrimmage under our belt, media day, obviously. Uh, so we've had a, a couple of outside uh, opponents with our, our trip to Italy and, and our one scrimmage. Uh, but at the same time, my guys are itching to get at it. A year ago, you were one of only three coaches in the country that was not breaking in a bunch of new players. You were the only one of three programs in the country that did not have anybody leave or come in via the transfer portal. Well, move the clock up uh, a few months, and that changed this year. And just like most everybody else in the country, uh, I think the average is about, what, five to six players will change off of every roster per year, so about a third of your roster every year. That's right. Uh, the, the national average is about five per school, 363 Division One teams, a little over 1,800 transfers. So you start doing the math, and it's about five per school, and we were in the average this year. Uh, we had some guys depart, but at the same time, I had some guys come in, and uh, I really like this group. They've, they've gelled really well. Uh, even before uh, our tour to Italy, uh, obviously that's a time, a great time, uh, that you can really see your team starting to become a cohesive unit. Uh, but even early on, uh, all the way back to the first couple weeks of June, you could see that this was going to be a, a close-knit group, and it's shown itself so far out on the basketball floor as well. How different was has your preseason been uh, as far as, because you do have so many new guys as far as, installation of offense defense special teams kind of stuff yeah it's a good point uh chip you know we've got several guys that have been uh you know here four or five years uh, uh a good handful three years but you've got six newcomers so although uh the 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 vets really know it your new guys uh are still learning everything it's it's month three four five for them and so uh at times, your your older guys have to be a little bit patient. They're, you're you're going over stuff that they've been running maybe three or four years in a row, but you've got half your team uh, that it's brand new for them. So uh, the thing that I do like is watching the older guys help the new guys learn it. Sometimes you can have, be on teams and see teams where the old guys really don't want to help the new guys learn it because they may be a threat to their playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this group has has really been good with each other. Uh, vets helping the new guys, new guys helping each other. Uh, so I, I really like what I see with this team so far. Is is some of that, do you think the trip to Italy and spending so much time together in a concentrated period of time, I mean, it's one of those things where you're either gonna you're either gonna be really really tight or or you're gonna be just the opposite. Yeah, I think uh, there it's a mixture of having those kinds of built in uh, opportunities like the the foreign tour, but also, who these guys are, you know, they're 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 really a good bunch of people, and they're good players. You got to have good players at this level to win games, uh, but they're also really good, unselfish people uh, that go about things the right way. And uh, because of that, I think our uh, team chemistry is a little bit ahead of where I think it otherwise would be. And then when you throw a foreign tour on top of it. I think it's even further down the road. It, it really is a, a group that if you were sitting up in the stands or coming to watch practice for the first time, you would think that uh, these guys have been playing together for a long time. Yep. And uh, it's just been a couple months. When it comes to roster management and your vision of what you want to see uh, on your basketball team, uh, from someone who's somewhat inside but also on the outside, it seems like you want a couple of point guards. You want a couple of big guys, and then you want about nine guys 
who are somewhere between six four and six eight. That's pretty well, that, 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 that that are that are very interchangeable. Yeah, that's pretty well said. You got to have some guys that can really handle the ball. Uh, so you got to have some uh, primary ball handlers, Cam and JP, being those two for this team. We've got three guys that are really big, and, and Josh Agundale, Chris Loof, and Jared Coleman Jones gives us uh, three guys that uh, have a lot of size around that bucket. So that's five of our fifteen. The other guys are kind of interchangeable parts from the two, three, and the four, and. I've typically liked that because I think uh, it allows you to do multiple things as a group. You can press and press differently, zone presses, man presses. You can guard ball screens different. You can be aggressive and trap it, or you can switch it because you're often switching like-sized guys on onto the ball. Uh, but also you can withstand injuries um, when all of a sudden a, a 6'5 wing gets hurt if you've got plenty of other six four, six five, six six guys, you can kind of move guys from spot to spot, and all of a sudden you don't have a catastrophe because a guy's going to miss a couple of games uh, with an ankle injury or what, whatever the case may be. So, uh, pretty well said. When you when you look at our group, that's uh, it's about the makeup of the team. Yeah. When you know year one under your regime, you guys were not picked first in the league. You did not have all conference players on your roster. And as it has gone along, you've you've got an Eastern Division championship in there. Now you're picked first in the league along with Liberty this year, and you've got two preseason all-conference players. Is, is this the natural progression of where where you felt like it should be right now? It is. I, I, uh, again, you know those those uh, first couple of years, you're just trying to lay the foundation and and really weather the storm. You know for. Uh, getting to this point and fortunately we had some guys that were thick-skinned and and were able to help us get to this point uh but yeah we 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 like this group it's it's uh as you mentioned we've we've been able to enjoy some successes uh particularly here at home won a, a an east division championship a couple of mtes in cancun and, and canada and now we're ready to take uh kind of that next step and this is a, a good group that has a chance to do that, and that is uh, to get back to the NCAA tournament. Yep. And you, we mentioned that you've got two guys that have been preseason All Conference. Cam Weston, who is such an interesting guy to watch. He he is he plays right on the edge, and 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 that you know sometimes you know it you know it's high risk high reward a lot of times with his style of play. And and when you also you you look at. Uh, you know, at uh, at Elias King, and to see where he's come from, that has to be very satisfying to see where he was the day he walked on campus, and where he is not only from a basketball standpoint, from a leadership, and just being a man right now. It's it's really it's really fun to watch. Yes, sir. Well said on, on both. Uh, Cam, uh, watching his progression over the last three years, coming from uh, junior college to now being uh, in his third year in our program. From being a, a really a guy that uh, we needed to count on uh, in kind of a secondary role uh, when he first got here, to now uh, being an all-conference player and needing to be one of the best players in the league, and he's ready for it. He he is that good. He's that talented. Uh, he's really grown in a lot of areas, both on and off the court. Uh, so watching his maturation has been awfully fun. And to Elias King, came in here from Mississippi State a really highly talented player coming out of high school and was a terrific shooter at 6'8". And a lot of teams around the country want those kind of guys. 
Uh, he just needed to learn how to do some other things, uh, continue to work on his body. Came in at 190 pounds. He's consistently around 218 to 220 now. So he's gained 30 pounds of muscle. Uh, he's starting to rebound the ball, defend multiple positions. So he's not just a one-trick pony, a 6'8 guy that can shoot. He's now a 6'8", 220 ball player. And uh, he's matured. He's in his fifth year of college, his fourth year with us. And he's going to have a fun year. Yeah, you, you've got... You know, you've got, in addition to those two guys, Justin Buford, who brings his lunch pail every day. Uh, and, and you've got other guys uh, who, who have been in the program. Justin Porter, who, whose role is going to be vastly different this year than last. Vastly different for Justin Porter. Uh, he was either our first or second leading scorer uh, in our two games in Italy. He was our leading scorer. Uh, can't give all the stats away in our close scrimmage, but in our close scrimmage, uh, he he's just wired to score. Can do it in multiple ways. He's uh, quick as a uh, as lightning with the basketball. Can get to the bucket. Can make threes. Uh, his his role is going to be very different. Last year he was in a, a secondary role. That will not be the case this year. Uh, and Justin Buford, you know what you're going to get from him every night. And when you have a, a six six guy that brings that kind of energy. And then he's got a, a wingman, no pun intended, and Jacob Johnson at 6'5", 195, who brings his lunch pail every day too. You've got two guys that can really guard the ball and really guard one through four. And I, there's not too many guys out there that those two guys can't guard. And uh, when you've got some scoring threats like Cam and Elias and Justin Porter, you got a good mix of guys that can really get stops and guys that can score it. Yeah, Jacob Johnson, one of the new guys. I'm going to include uh, – in in the new guy role, uh, Trey Green because he he was he was out a year ago. Uh, Jalen Jordan who has not seen a, the playing floor in just a little while. I'm still going to consider him almost a new guy. But you add then Tory uh, Tory Alston. Uh, you've got Ty Mosley, Ozell Jackson, uh, Chris Loof, uh, along with Jacob. You mentioned we already mentioned Josh Ogundalay, Big Jelly, but. Uh, the 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 new guys and including Trey and Jalen who are semi new they're going to make a huge impact on this team they really are you know Trey Green uh, was here last year uh, but only played about forty fifty minutes on the season you know the bulk of those forty fifty came in our two non division one games uh, he was the only true freshman on the team that's really hard to come into. Uh, a team that won 26 games the year before, won the Eastern Division Championship. Now you're the only freshman. It's going to be challenging to get out on the basketball for it. It was, but to his credit, uh, kept working really hard, had a great offseason, and he's going to be a key player for this year's team. I mean, uh, he's he too is wired to score it, has been shooting the ball really well in the offseason. Uh, he, he uh, to your point a minute ago, like Justin Porter, is going to have a very different role on this year's team. Uh, but you look at a lot of the new guys, I think they've they've kind of uh, figured out what their role is going to be to help us win this year and not just kind of figured it out and okay doing it with they're, they're thriving in those positions for our team right now. Obviously, it's still in the preseason. You know, we haven't had an official game yet, uh, but I like the makeup of, of what we look like here in mid-October. Speaking of new faces, you've got a couple on the coaching staff, Brett Carey, a, a new face, but an old face back in a new role. Uh, having Reggie Upshaw, and there was so much positive energy coming out of that announcement from 
from I call the old guard around here, you know, that uh, of having him back within the fold. Man, he, both guys have been great. Uh, Brett Carey, I've uh, was a college teammate with. I've known him uh, since we were both in high school, uh, almost thirty years ago. We were college teammates at UNC Asheville. We were assistant coaches together at UNC Asheville, and then when I was able to to become the head coach there, he was uh, my top assistant. So. Uh, I was in his wedding. He was in mine. So we were really close. have known each other for a long time. And then uh, to be able to add uh, Reggie Upshaw, who, you know, was one of the all-time greats here, uh, but a, a great person, a smart basketball player, a really good basketball player in his own right, uh, and, and really has done here what our players who are here, what they want to do. You know, be a great player on a great team. Get to the NCAA tournament. Have a chance to go play some pro ball. Reggie did all that, and he didn't just do it at an obscure school somewhere out there. He did it on this floor in this town. So I to be able to add two basketball minds and people like Brett Carey and Reggie Upshaw to your staff uh, is very valuable for me and the rest of us. Your schedule this year, Conference USA schedule notwithstanding, the here's the good and the bad about your non-conference schedule. You've got nine home games in the non-conference the bad is that I saw a, a preview of your season and the schedule was called masochistic. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, it's uh, you look at it. And it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. <laughs> you know, the good thing is we'll play the most regular season home games this year uh, than, we've, than, than has ever been played in the Murphy Center. There'll be 17 regular season home games. And uh, that's really good. I'm glad I will get to play in front of our fans. We're 29 and two in here uh, in our last 31 home games, so getting 17 of them here in here this year. Hopefully, we can keep that trend going. Uh, but they're going to be against some really tough teams. Most of the teams that we're playing in the non-conference are picked uh, in the top two or three, if not first, in their respective leagues. Northern Kentucky to start off the season, uh, they're picked to finish second in the league. SFA picked to finish st- second in the league. UAB, third in the American. Western Carolina, first in the Southern Conference. So uh, you're looking at a lot of teams right out of the gate that are really good, uh, but there are a lot of really good teams in Conference USA. And so we wanted to put together a non-conference schedule that both really challenged us, uh, but would also at the same time allow us to grow so that we're, we are where we need to be in late February and early March. Well, and to wrap it up here, it's got to be, there, there's a chance for a lot of juice in this building this winter with your ball club finish, pick to finish first and the ladies who uh, w- will have really one of the best teams in all of women's college basketball. They're really good. You know, obviously Coach Ensel's, uh nice enough to not have close practices. Uh, you know, you can come out and watch them play or uh, practice anytime. He's usually got a little bit of an entourage on the side watching their practices. Uh, but, uh, you know, watching them, they've got size. They've got young ladies that can really shoot it. They've got veteran players, terrific guard play, good leadership. You think about Savannah Wheeler, Jalen Gregory, Courtney Whitson, uh, the, their international flavor around the basket. They've got tremendous size. They're going to be really hard to beat because we're just watching them. I don't, I don't see any glaring weakness. You know, they've got ball handling. Uh, they can shoot it from deep. They can score it around the basket. They're going to be fun to watch, and so too I think our team is as well. We've got good size guys that can shoot it, good veteran leadership. Uh, uh, you know, the glass house is going to see some good basketball this winter. Absolutely. 
All right, Nick, appreciate the time. November 6th, it'll be Northern Kentucky near part of a doubleheader uh, that day, and uh, it, it, it's up on us right now. Thank goodness. It's here. All right. Nick McDevitt, men's basketball coach, joining us. Kyle Turner will be with me in a minute, and we'll kind of take a look at uh, the Conference USA rankings, both men and women, and kind of get his uh, thoughts on how uh, on the upcoming season. This is the Roundtable, and you're listening to WGNS. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Rayburn Insurance in Smyrna. Come see me, Rick Hall, at Rayburn Insurance in downtown Smyrna today. Online at Rayburn.net. Hi, this is Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family and need to upsize? Are you an empty nester now and need to downsize? Are you thinking of selling your current home but just worried you can't find something else? Well, it's time to choose Chip. I'm looking to be your trusted advisor in real estate. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. After my weight became dangerously high, I began looking for real medical help. My struggle led me to Magnolia Medical Center in Murfreesboro, where I received a semaglutide weight loss injection. That injection has helped me to lose weight and keep it off. Online at magnoliamedicalcenters.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. The leadership of Middle Point Landfill is constantly looking at ways to better serve you, our neighbors. We already are building a renewable natural gas plant where we're converting all of the gas that's generated when waste decomposes in the landfill. Mike Clausen, general manager of the Middle Point Landfill. And we're converting it into enough renewable natural gas to heat over 80,000 homes here in the county. At Middle Point Landfill, we strive to serve our neighbors. Learn more at middlepointlandfill.com. This Halloween, during our clown town, the awakening, the ghouls at splashes, a frightful car wash filled with ghosts and angry clowns, stand ready to give you the fright of your life. Find Slashies Car Wash Halloween schedule on Facebook under Slashies. Del Wamsley and the Wealth Cycle. This is the wealth cycle that I've taught for 30 years. Buy one house, 10 houses, an apartment, two apartments, 820, 500 units, 1,000 units, 2,000, 5,000 units. And as you keep putting the money and the profits back in, you become I'm one of those rich people, and much quicker than you'd even believe. Learn Dell's wealth cycle at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Use promo code 2023. Save 60%. Code 2023. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. This is the Roundtable from News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to the Roundtable on WGNS, and it is our Middle Tennessee basketball preview. We have heard from Coach Rick Ensel. We have heard from Coach Nick McDevitt, and now Kyle Turnham, the analyst for the Blue Raider Network, and uh, 
taking on uh, double duty. He is amphibious this year. He'll be doing both men and women's games uh, this year, uh, primarily uh, most of the home games that you'll uh, you'll hear Kyle on, both men and women, uh, throughout the year. And uh, that's going to make for a busy December in particular for you, November, December, and then, you know, once the conference season starts, you kind of have an idea where you're going to be. Yeah, when I first looked at the two schedules side-by-side, obviously you get a lot of variation in November and December, which is not unusual anyway. You typically think that when you get into January, February, that it becomes a Thursday-Saturday slot, and that's not necessarily the case with the new conference alignment. So uh, it'll be busy, interesting, but a whole lot of fun. All right, new conference alignment. You, You said something right there. Um, who are you going to miss that is no longer with us in Conference USA, and who are you excited about seeing? Obviously missing UAB. Uh, when you think about the conference as it stands, clearly Western Kentucky is, is 1A and UAB was 1B. We had some great, great matchups with UAB, some great games. I, I personally really liked Andy Kennedy. Uh, and, uh, you know, so many of, of, of those memories. But uh, I think when you look at the new conference, uh, you, you really have to start with Liberty yeah. uh, on the men's side for sure. And I'm unclear on the women's side. I'm not as, as – They're pick second. Yeah. So, I mean, so I think that's where you start and you stop as far as the new people are concerned. Yeah. I, I'm going to miss North Texas, and, and I guess a lot of that goes back to people. Uh, friends that you have along the way. I'm going to miss Charlotte because of Matt Swearad, who's their radio guy we've become friends with over time. But but for both the men and women, and I think, you know, Liberty coming into the league, and I'll just I'll start with this, is that they are, you know, by just coming in the league, they're firing a shot across the bow of everybody in the league that you better keep up with facility. I don't think there's any question that they are the tone setter. Uh, they have been involved in the uh, facilities race for quite some time. Set this back X number of years ago. They certainly started it with football and uh, all the other sports evolved from there. Uh, and they are a player. They did not try to sneak up behind anybody. They came in, they busted through the front doors. And, uh, you know, they've not only done it with facilities, but they've done it with their teams and with their coaching staff. Absolutely, and and you know that says a lot about both Middle and Liberty. I think coming into this basketball year, men and women that in one way or the other pick one or two or tied with each other, whatever it may be, uh, on those nights, I think those are some games you're going to want to circle on your schedule when Middle and Liberty are playing each other in anything. Yeah, we obviously know what Western is. They are a known commodity as far as the new teams are concerned. When you're talking about moving the needle, Liberty is the one that moves the needle because as a casual fan that may not know a lot about the Sam Houston States or the Jacksonville States, Liberty is a known commodity. Yep. Well, as far as you mentioned some of those names, Jacksonville State, they've got Ray Harper there who – uh, has a way of getting under the uh, being a burr under the saddle of, of Blue Raider fans. Sam Houston won just a ton of games a year ago. Now their coach left to take over a New Mexico State program, and we're talking the men's side here that had to basically start from scratch because 
being kind of a, a scandal-ridden program that involved a murder and other things involved. It was just a mess. Yeah, it, they just had to blow it up, basically, yeah. and start all over again. And, uh, and and I think, you know, again, one of the things that, that, that we're trying to, to promote, we have been for a long time, but even more so now, is that it doesn't make any difference who Middle Tennessee is playing. You're there to be for Middle Tennessee. Right. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter who we play that we're going to win. It just doesn't matter who we play as far as the schedule's concerned. Be there for the Blue Raiders and the Lady Raiders. Yeah. As we uh, kind of talk about the men a little bit, we're mentioning those those new teams. Liberty and Middle tied for first place in the preseason poll, and preseason polls are what they are. Western Kentucky, third. Louisiana Tech, fourth. And then the bottom five include, in this order, UTEP, Sam Houston, FIU, New Mexico State and Jacksonville State. And I think, you know, if, when you when you look at that, it, from my perspective, I think they did Jacksonville State wrong by placing them below a team that is, is starting from scratch. Well, I think what that poll indicates to me is that people are not sure about the pecking order. Right. Uh, typically, you have an understanding that you have the upper group and then you have the bottom group or maybe even divided into thirds. I think when you look at the way the votes played out on the men's side, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of confusion about who these teams are. Yep. And welcome to the NIL and welcome to the transfer portal. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's talk about Nick's team. A year ago, they had no transfers out, no transfers in. This year, they're about the average. They have five new guys, five left. The, and the thing that I've seen in practice is all of the returning guys are much better than they were a year ago. And the new guys who've come in, uh, I think when you give a plus minus at the end of the day, what arrived is a big plus over what left. I think that when you talk about Nick McDevitt and his philosophy – this team embodies his philosophy probably as much as any team that he's had. He likes depth. He likes versatility. He likes length. He likes players that can play to a certain extent, at least one through four, sometimes even one through five. You don't typically get that as much at the highest level of NCAA men's basketball uh, simply because of the five position, but this is going to be I think overall his deepest team, overall his most versatile team, overall his his, his longest team, his most athletic team. Yeah, they are they uh, is uh, they're kind of the all aircraft carrier team right now. You got three guys who are six eleven or better. Yeah, and, and I think that not only do you have that great length, um, but you mentioned the returners, and and I think that this returning group has done a really solid job of not only just returning, but also leading. And they are, you know, you're talking about a Cam Weston, you're talking about an Elias King, two guys in particular that have sort of been there and done that. Both of those guys elevated their games last year, and now they're starting to pass the torch, if you will. So I think it speaks to a really exciting season for the men. Yeah. Cam Weston, Elias King, preseason all-conference. Now let's switch over to the women's side, who they were a, a unanimous number one pick coming into the league this year. And it, while the, the men's division 
you know, I, I think that competitive level when you bring Liberty in uh, is 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 kind of almost exactly where it was toward the top. I think the women's is kind of similar with Rice leaving and Liberty coming in. I think those one kind of replaces the other. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, again, when you talk about a known commodity, you're talking about this Lady Raider team simply because when you look at the number of returners, they have a nucleus of a team that is coming back from an NCAA tournament berth that uh, has got a ton of experience, a ton of skill. You know, one of the things that they've also done is brought in a lot of transfers as well. So the men's team, the women's teams are going to be similar in terms of they're looking for injections from these new players and a lot of how successful that we're going to be in January and February is going to be how quickly that these new players acclimate themselves to the way things are done. I think the example fans look at, okay, Savannah Wheeler came in last year and acclimated herself pretty well. She's the preseason conference USA player of the year. Courtney Whitson, uh, preseason all-conference. Jalen Gregory, uh, who was the Conference USA tournament MVP. Now she has elevated herself into being a preseason all-conference player. That nucleus, along with Anastasia Baldreva in particular, that's four pretty good ones to start with. It is, and I mean, and how often do you have four players of that magnitude returning, especially in this day and age? Not very many times. And, you know, when you look at that first team for the women, Anastasia's name is a glaring omission. I don't know that I would necessarily call it an omission in terms of just, well, you know, you've got X number of slots. You can only pick so many. I know that if I'm Coach Ensel, I'm going to tell her that it was an omission and I'm going to light a fire under her. And I think that, uh, you know, in, in, in watching their practices, she has really evolved into a much different, much better, much more physical, much more aggressive player than she was last year. And then when you've got, you know, Savannah playing that point guard position who can obviously score at will, uh, Jalen shooting from parts unknown and, and taking her game to another level, particularly after the three-on-three event. Uh, you know, Courtney is one of those that can play inside out. Uh, that's a really good nucleus to, to work around. Talking about Baldreva, because she is unique in the sense that, you know, she is a legit center, 6'5", international player. And I think at the end of last year, if the fan base could say, what is the one thing she needed? More strength, more stamina. And I think she's gotten a lot of that. She has, and I will tell you this, she's also really improved her skill package. I uh, went to practice uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, and she went eight for eight from the three-point line. And we're not talking about just a shooting drill. We're talking about live action things. So when you look at a Ksenia Maleska leaving, there obviously is a void there because Ksenia could do so many things and bring so many things to the table. Well, you can take now Anastasia in this new player, and you can play her at the four. And then add, um, and I'm sorry, the name escapes me, but you know you've you've got a six five post that you've brought in that Ulia that is is going to be uh, a bigger, stronger, more physical version of what they need to compete in the NCAA tournament. But then if you've got you know Anastasia playing at the four, 
along with whatever else that you've got at the one, two, and three, you got a lot of firepower there. Yeah, and it's interesting when you look at the last, I don't know, three or four years in particular when you talk about recruiting. You know, prior to three or four years ago, you know, and, and I'm exaggerating here, Rick didn't recruit anybody that was outside of 50 miles from campus. And now, you know, he, he you almost have to be 5,000 miles away from campus. The international player, the international recruiting has changed the face of this program. It has. And, uh, you know, again, you're talking about Anastasia, you're talking about Ksenia, you know, two players that came in that contributed a ton to our success. And you've gotten quite a few more this year, as well as just other transfers. So it is the new way of recruiting. It is a ongoing, ever-evolving process. Uh, you know, the transfer portal has has changed everything. You mentioned uh, with, with Coach McDevitt, you know, the year before didn't lose any, and that was an anomaly. Now they've gotten sort of back to the norm. Uh, Coach Ensel and his staff have been sort of on the cutting edge of not necessarily with transfer portal, but certainly going with the international players. So it's a unique blend of players that, uh, again, have made up championship teams. You look around the league on the women's side, we talked about Liberty being the kind of the replacement for Rice slash Old Dominion from a couple of years ago. But then the usual suspects, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, teams that all are worthy uh, of being right in that mix. Well, and the thing that sticks out with me about those that are left, bar, you know, with with the exception of Western Kentucky, those are all hard road trips and very, very difficult to win on the road. And I think, again, that's where when you start looking at the strength of our teams, the strength of our program, it all goes back to those road wins. How good can you be on the road? You know we're going to be great at Murphy Center. But at the end of the day, how great can you be on the road? Yep, that's uh, road to championships are definitely those that do come on the road. Kyle, it's going to be, in my opinion, a, a chance for an incredible uh, winner uh, in, in the glass house. Oh, I think so, too. I mean, I think if you're just a casual basketball fan, not even a dyed-in-the-wool Blue Raider, Lady Raider fan, this is the type of, of schedule, these are the types of teams that – you know, should excite you, you know, and, and when you look at, for example, on the women's side, you're going to, you've got a chance to play Tennessee and Huntsville, which will give our fans, for example, a chance to go down and see the venue that the conference tournament is going to be played at, but a chance for the Lady Raiders to go get a marquee win early December. You know, the men are going to have a ton of home games right out of the gate, don't go on the road until basically the middle to late December, and, uh, and, you know, one of those first road win, road games is going to be at St. Mary's, which we all are aware of there. So mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be a phenomenally exciting season for both teams. Absolutely. Kyle, appreciate the time, and uh, it's going to be, again, a, gr- a great winner, and uh, fans better get used to hearing you. I hope so. <laughs> all right, that's it for today on the Roundtable. Coming up next week, we're going to preview the uh, salute to veterans uh, at Middle Tennessee and talk – uh, with Hillary Miller about the uh, the Charlie Daniels Family and Veterans Center on the MTSU campus. Brian Barrett coming up next, and that is it for today's roundtable here on WGNS.